everybody it's dj nv angela yee charlemagne the guy we are the breakfast club now charlemagne and yee are on vacation yes they are on vacation this week uh, i am not the reason i am is because i'm up at 6 a.m regardless i have five kids my five kids are already been in my room they're already woken me up and they're getting ready for virtual school so i am up and would love to talk to you guys all right um this morning we have some special guests joining us this morning. We have Attorney Benjamin Crump. Now, Attorney Benjamin Crump, is uh, he represents the family of George Floyd. He was the individual that was murdered by Minneapolis police. So we're going to talk to Attorney Benjamin Crump, see what um, he's planning on doing to find out more about George Floyd, to find out about the facts of what happened. I know we've seen the facts, but to see the insides of what happened. And also this morning, we're going to be kicking it with Steph, uh, Steven Jackson. Now, Steven Jackson's an ex-NBA player. Uh, real close friends with George Floyd. They called each other twin. So we'll talk to both of them this morning. And we'll take your calls this morning, too. 800-585-1051. We'll get your thoughts on everything that's going on. How do you feel? Um, yesterday, when I was uh, recording these interviews, I spoke to my son. Now, my son is a, a, a rapper from Harlem or the Bronx. He's from the Bronx, New York. And he's out there. He was out there protesting, peacefully protesting. Uh, he called me while they were protesting, uh, walking to the police station. And as we were talking, I mean, you could hear, uh, he said he thought they were throwing M80s off the building at people. He said that they were shooting rubber bullets at people. He said people were doing absolutely positively nothing, walking with their hands up. And he said the way that the police were shooting rubber bullets, they just had no care for lives. And we'll talk to him and we'll break down what's going on next in front page news. Uh, a lot of buildings were, were burning down. There was a lot of protesting. There was a lot of rioting. We'll give you some updates when we come back in the seven o'clock hour, though. We will be kicking it with attorney Benjamin Crump. All right. And we'll be taking your calls this morning. We'd just love to hear from you. How do you feel? Because for myself, the toughest thing to do is watch that with my kids. You know, I have an 18, a 16, a 6, a 5, and a 3. And I watched it with the 16-year-old and the 18-year-old. And they were just like, Dad, why? Like, what did he do? Like, he wasn't moving. He wasn't fighting back. He was just there. And all I could say was, you're right. He was doing absolutely nothing. But we'll talk about it more. We'll take your calls. I would love to hear from you guys this morning. So keep it locked, all right? It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, Charlemagne and Yee are on vacation. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'm up at 6 a.m., man. This is something that that was, was, was on my mind, just seeing what was going on and... Like, I, I just needed to vent, and, I, and I'm sure you guys needed to vent, too. So I, I figured, let's let's open up the phone lines. Let's talk. I, I've Like, it, it, it's crazy because I feel like I've never been so down. Like, I feel like my soul is down. Like, it, it, it's very difficult to raise kids and look at my kids at a time like this. And then look what that officer did. But let's get in some front-page news. We'll take your calls in a second, 800-585-1051. Now, protests went throughout the night last night. Uh, they protested at the police station first, and then they went in front of the house of the officer that actually killed George Floyd. Uh, last night, uh, Target was looted. Also, there was fires throughout. All types of buildings were burning down. They were rioting in Minneapolis last night. Now, I got a chance to talk to my son. Um, let's play a clip of, of our conversation. So for the people out there, my son, tell, them, tell them what you're doing out there right now, man, and how it's looking. What's the feeling like everything out there? You're on the phone Right now, I'm at the protest in front of the precinct, and it's crazy. The police are shooting, they're throwing all the type of fireworks, people are bleeding. It's crazy, man. The police are shooting rubber bullets and everything at people? They're shooting rubber bullets from the roofs. They're hitting people, they're throwing, like, I don't know what kind of fireworks they're throwing, maybe like M80s off the roof at people. It's crazy. 
Yeah, that that was a clip of our conversation. Um, as I was talking to him, you know, and he was FaceTiming me, just telling me what was going on. And the reason I reached out to him, because I know he's on the front line, and, and my son and everybody out there on the front lines, we appreciate you. But the reason I just wanted to, you know, him to talk and just to get a feeling, because I'm not there, and he was like, envy. He was like, it's so serious. He's like, you know, people are protesting, not just black people, black people, white people, Asian people, brown people. He said, we we just out here protesting with our hands up. And he said, they're, sh- they're throwing what seems to be like fireworks and M80s and they're shooting rubber bullets. And he said, people been hitting the eyes because they have no, you know, no protective gear. They just have mask on. And he said, people are out, out there really, really hurt. And he says, this has to stop, man. This has to stop. And then our phone got disconnected. I spoke to him a- a- a later and he was to, just to make sure he was okay, but that's your front page news, man. Real sad, man. Let's t- let's let's open up the phone lines. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you want to talk, if if you want to get something off your chest, you want to say how you're feeling. Doesn't matter. Call us up right now. Phone lines are wide open again. 800-585-1051. Call us right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dialing. I'm calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This D'Angelo. Morning. D'Angelo, good morning, man. Get it off your chest, bro. Um, I just wanted to vent about that case. Like, it bothers me so much that time and time again, we constantly see the same thing. Right. And it's like nothing ever changes. You're right. You know, and what really bothers me is every time something like this happens, people want to have a black-on-black crime conversation. And I just feel like that's real disrespectful. Like, it's a time and place to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. And when a black person kills a black person, I think that's the time, not when an officer or a white person kills a black person. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, well, we're not going to let him have a black-on-black discussion. We're going to have a discussion about that officer that had his knee in George Floyd's neck. And when people were telling him that he wasn't breathing and people were telling him that his nose was bleeding and he was lifeless, how he continued to push more and just look like... Just the look on his face is a look that I'll never forget. Almost like, I'm going to kill him and what? What are you going to do? That's the look I'll never forget. Thank you for calling, bro. Hello, who's this? Marcus Williams, yo. Hey, Marcus. Now you're from Minneapolis. Yeah, man. I'm in. I'm in Minneapolis, bro. Um, where where George got killed, I live like about two or three miles from there. Um, it's you know it's uh, uh, uh we call it the South Side of Minneapolis, and um, it's, that area is always patrolled by cops, and they always be doing that. We have a North Side area, we have a South Side area where they. Just go in and they do that to us all day, every day, bro. This is not fair. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like we have, I mean, this community in Minnesota is so predominantly white. It's just like you could be on the highway and never see a black person. So you have to go into like some of these smaller communities of us to at least see us. So, I mean, they just, they just don't care. I mean, I'm a essential worker and I, I do highway construction work. And all of my, I'm the only black person, and I got to go there every day and just hear them talk bad about it. Most of these guys don't even live in the city, right. and they don't understand what we go through, so they have these they have these projections about us and don't understand what we got to go through and how we fight. And I think that's how the predominantly white community is around here. They just look from the outside looking in, man. Right. Is, is and those are the reasons why they treat us that way. It's just they have these ideas about us. We ain't all bad, man. No. It's just they have these ideas about us that they just they treat us anyway. Well, you know what? You know, I'll be honest with you, man. F- them. Like this is about us yeah. now, bro. We yeah, gotta uplift I mean? our own, man. We gotta uplift each other. We're all brothers. We gotta make sure that we're all good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and and, and and it has me tearing up right now. That you feel that way. Like, we really oh, got to stand together and on some I really feel, f- them. Like, I feel for like real. Our lives door, mean something. I feel like right now it's so bad, man. They, you know, if I go outside the door, what's going to happen to me today, man? Like, you know, am I going to come back home today? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I don't know 
how do you feel about it, bro? And you know, I you know, I wanna say I'm trying to make a change in my life. I was in Vegas at your at your real estate um event and you know, I'm like they don't see I was trying to make these changes. They just put us all in one box. Right. And, and and that's what we have to do. We have to continue to to uplift our uh, each other, uplift our brothers, uplift our sisters. Continue to teach, continue to push knowledge, and make sure we stand together. And we continue to go out there and protest and and, and civilly un, un, unrest is is what they call it to make sure that it's known that we're not going to take this no more. You're not just going to take a man's life and just look like it's nothing. That can't happen. Thank you for calling, brother, and we appreciate you, man. And your life means something, man. Love you, brother. Appreciate it, my guy. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Hit us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, Envy, what's up, buddy? It's Tony from South Carolina. Tony, good morning, man. Get it off your chest, bro. Yo, my yo, um, Envy, it's all it's all good for people to go and hold hands and sing Kumbaya. I love my son. He's one of my favorite rappers. But if you're not going and show a give an eye for an eye, nothing's going to change. And that's when Congress will have meetings and they will change the law. Until then, we can keep on marching in the street, singing "We Shall Overcome." Nothing's going to change until, like Malcolm X said. We show an eye for an eye. I don't. I don't necessarily. I don't. I don't necessarily agree to to go out and just start shooting and killing and hurting people, but I do right, believe right. that I, officer should be charged with murder and he should be fried. He should be fried. Uh, and the reason being is because if there is no consequences, why is somebody gonna stop? It's kind of like if my if my daughter or my son does something at a young age and he does, and he gets no punishment, whether it's sitting in the corner, whether it's popped on the hand. What's going to make him stop for doing it next time? But that officer right. should be charged with murder, and he should get the death penalty. That's my opinion. That's Absolutely. what I think. That's why people, I think Absolutely. people will start to understand that when you do these things and you and, and you kill us, there's a, a punishment. There's a consequence. Let's go to another caller. Hello, who's this? My name's Dalton. Hey, good morning, brother. Get it off your chest. Yeah, so I'm just calling to say that uh, I, I feel that those police officers did murder George, right? Of course. Um and you know that's wrong and, and my prayers and thoughts go out to his family and you know everybody else that is affected by social injustice and you know and all that but uh the main point i wanted to get across is you know the people they have they have every right to protest right and if they want to bring the community together they want to bridge that gap between the police force um and the government and the, and the social justice system um, rioting, I don't feel is the right way, right? Uh, put that passion, put that fire towards peacefully protesting, but you, you're hurting other people in the process, whether it's intentional or not, when you cause fire or you're actually doing that rioting, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't believe in the rioting. I, I don't believe in, in, in busting up your own neighborhood. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, that's, that's where we go shop. You know, that's, that's our neighborhood. That's where we go to Target. That's where we go get, you know, food and, and laundry detergent. That's where we work. That's where we're employed. So to burn up our own neighborhood, I, I don't think makes sense. It's And I know people are hurt. People are pissed off. People can't take it anymore. But, you know, burning up our own neighborhoods and our own mom and pop stores, I don't, I don't, I don't think makes sense. That's my opinion. All right. Get it off your chest, 800-585-1051. Don't forget, next hour, we're going to kick it with Attorney Benjamin Crump. Now, he uh, represents the family of George Floyd that was murdered. And also, Stephen Jackson will be checking in. That was uh, George Floyd's one of his, his his closest friends. You know, Stephen Jackson played in the NBA, ex-NBA player. He played for the Nets, the Spurs, the Hawks, the Pacers, the Warriors, uh, Charlotte, uh, the Clippers. Uh, he was also in the Big Three tournament. And the cool dude, man. I known that brother for a long time. So we're gonna kick it with both of them. All right, so don't move. It's the Breakfast the Club. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up, wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, usually we do rumors right here. But Angela Yee and Charlemagne are on vacation. Um, I'm not. I, I just 
I just felt like I'm, I'm up. I'm home. My kids are here. Uh, my kids are up. So I just wanted to talk to you guys, man. It's it's something that's been stressing me out. Watching George Floyd murdered by Minneapolis police. Um, and I just wanted to open up the phone lines and talk to you guys. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's good, Envy? What's going on? What's your name, bro? No, I'm doing good. This is Trav. Hey, what's up, Trav, man? How's everything? I didn't even notice your voice, Trav. Yeah, you good, man. I was ready to call and talk about... um. So, what, what, and, and I hate to say this about white people, because it, it's not all white people. I know that there's definitely, uh, like, you know, white people out there. Mm-hmm. But when I'm on Zoom and, you know, I'm with my job, and because I'm, like, the only black person that, like, works for my job. So I'm on right. Zoom with, like, six other white people, I'm talking to them. They're like, oh, you know, how's everything going? And they're like, oh, we having a great weekend and a great day. You know, and I'm like, did y'all not watch the news? Right. Are y'all not, like, tuned into, like, the TV? Are y'all not tuned into everything? Did y'all not see what happened? That's what, literally what I said to them. I said, I said, how can y'all be sitting there and saying that everything's okay when y'all didn't watch that white officer kneel on that black man's neck? And my yeah. boss was like, well, this isn't the time for us. I said, no, this is the time. Like, we need to, like, we need to have these conversations because, like, this is something that's bothering me. And y'all just having these conversations. I'm going to be sitting on Zoom in this meeting when I'm sitting there watching this man getting killed live. And y'all just acting like y'all don't see it. Yeah, you know, and it's... And like I was saying, you know, I got five kids. And when I say my soul is down, thinking about I got to raise my my young boys. I got three girls and two boys, even my my queens. I got to raise these kids in this time where where a guy that was... was And... He wasn't fighting back, like he was detained. And I, I was—I spoke to a couple of officers yesterday, and they were like, "I'll be honest with you, Envy." It was like once he's in cuffs, ain't really nothing he can do, unless he's a karate expert and will kick the ish out of you, or he's gonna bite you. He was like, "But there's nothing that somebody could do once you're in cuffs. He's detained. He's on his belly. He ain't doing nothing." Your, your, your father's a cop, right? Or, he's or, retired. Or retired cop, right? He's been retired, yeah, for a while. So when you ask your father about stuff like this, what does he say? Um, My father says a couple of things. One, the first thing he says is the police are not your friends. He says, if you ever get pulled over, remember, the police are not your friends. Don't confide in them. They're looking to close their case. They are not your friends. And the second thing he says is, you know, you can never win in the streets. If you, if you get into an altercation with the cops, you can never win in the streets. He says, when you come home, you can win. He says, but mm-hmm. you can never win in the streets. And that was my mentality always growing up when, when it came to police. And my dad's a cop. He's been a cop. He was retired after 20, I think, five years on, on the job. And that's what I teach my kids. But but watching that, you know, you, you see exactly what it means. The police aren't your friends. And, and yeah, you know, man. next hour we'll talk about what even happened, why the police were even called. And the reason is something that could have been called for you. It could have been called for me. Like well, Andy, I'm gonna leave y'all with this. Um, yesterday, I went and actually installed um, a rear view like camera, so like it basically actually records all audio, all video around the car. Even if the key is pulled out the car, it, it continues to record up to ten minutes. And I just felt like that's something that, as a black man or just as a black person that has a vehicle, start putting stuff like that in your car, man. You know what's was crazy? I have that. I put that in my daughter's car. Um, you know, my son don't drive, but I have that in my daughter's car that that it just records. And if I ever get pulled over, I just leave my phone recording. Um, but like you said, that can be stopped. You know, a cop could grab that if worse come to worse. But, I mean, just seeing that, man, it, it really took something out of my soul, man. And, and again, condolences to his family. And and thank you for calling, Trav. All right, Andy, bro. All right, man. All right, when we come back next hour, uh, Attorney Benjamin Crump will be joining us. He represents the family of George Floyd. We'll talk to him. He'll give us the facts. Also this morning, we'll be kicking it with Steven Jackson, ex-NBA player, one of George Floyd's closest friends. So they called each other twin. So we'll talk to him next hour. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, um, shout out to Angela Yee and Charlemagne. They are actually on vacation. Um, I'm not. I mean, there's no way to go. I, I can't get on a flight. There's no way to drive to. So my vacation is my backyard. So I'm up. I'm here. So I'm talking to you guys. We got a lot to talk about. When we come back, we're going to talk to attorney Benjamin Crump. Now, he represents the family of George Floyd. That's the young man that was murdered by Minneapolis police. So we're going to talk to him. We're going to find out what's going on, the facts. 
uh, the situation, what we need to know, what's going on now, why these guys haven't been charged yet. So we're going to talk to Attorney Benjamin Crump when we come back. And we're also taking your phone calls, man. 800-585-1051. Just want to speak to you guys. How do you feel? I mean, you've seen the video like I did. What does it like? What does that bring up? Like, it's, if you have kids, what do you tell your kids? Phone lines are wide open, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Attorney Benjamin Crump. Again, he represents the family of George Floyd. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, um, Angela Yee and Charlemagne are on vacation uh, during the pandemic. Uh, me, I'm not. I have five kids, so I have to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning anyway, so I'm up, so I love talking to the people. Um, and we have a special guest on the phone lines right now who I love because he's my brother. But I, I, every time I, I speak to him like this, that means something happened. And that's and that's the sad thing. We have Attorney Benjamin Crump on the line. Good morning, Attorney. How's it going, man? Envy, uh, so honored to be with you. I wish it was for a better reason than this. Because this reminds me so much of what happened in your hometown of New York five years ago with Eric Gardner right. and I Can't Breathe. And now we have a I Can't Breathe case again in 2020 dealing with George, George Floyd. Floyd. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's talk about it. You represent the family of George Floyd. Yes, sir. And now, now, break down the facts of what happened. You know, we've been hearing all these different reports. I, I, I know what I've seen on that camera. But break down the facts of what happened. Yeah, you know, Envy, it's really clear because we have video. We have what we call ocular proof that nobody has interpreted for us. And when you look at that video, Envy, you don't see him posing a violent threat to any police officer or anything. In fact, uh, we have been getting a lot of cell phone videos submitted to our office. Businesses uh, have surveillance videos and restaurants that show us the whole picture. And nowhere have we seen where he posed a threat to the police to justify envy the fact that they had him face down in handcuffs and the police officer put his knee in his neck not for one minute, not for two minutes, not for three minutes, not for four minutes, not for five minutes, not for six minutes, not for seven minutes, not for eight minutes, but for nine minutes, George Floyd is begging for him to take his knee off his neck saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And the officer offers him no humanity. I mean, you had citizens out there, Envy, that were saying, Take your knee off his neck. You're going to kill him. I mean, it was the police escalating the situation while the people who were not trained in de-escalation was trying to de-escalate it. And you watch, you're heartbroken. And when I talk to America, I tell them, take out your cell phones, hit the stopwatch for nine minutes, and just let the time pass. And as the time passes, Think about if a person had their knee on your neck and you couldn't breathe and you kept saying, please take your knee off my neck and you're struggling to breathe, but they don't and you suffocate and die, that you will understand the last nine minutes of George Floyd's life and why it is so tragic and why this is murder. It, it absolutely is. Now, what started the situation? What made the police come? Like, what, what call was that? Because at first we heard it was scamming. At first they said he was on top of his car. What was that first initial call for? You know, the first initial call for was allegedly forgery. And as we find out more, forgery is talking about a $10 bill may have been fake. So there's no evidence that he ever did anything wrong because they never proved anything about the $10 bill was fake or if it was fake, that he would have knew about it. How many people would know if they had got money and it wasn't real? How many of us are checking money when we get change from a store? So it's just unbelievable that he was killed uh, because he was accused of a nonviolent crime, but yet the police came and used excessive uh, lethal force to kill him, which is a lot envy like 
Eric Garner, when you think about it, selling Lucy cigarettes, which is a nonviolent crime, but then the NYPD come and they use excessive lethal force where that brother ends up dead. And now here we are in 2020 and he ends up dead. And I think this is far worse in many regards because the office is on his knee and the public is out there pleading with the police, just take your knee off his neck, Envy. It, it's, it's, it's such a sad situation, you know, watching that video, and me and my wife watched it together, and I watched it with my 16-year-old son, and we just couldn't understand it, and just to look at that that officer's face, like, it was like, it's like he got, it's like he got a hold on while people were telling him he was killing him. Like, it, it's like his ego got to him, and he just gonna sit there like, no, I'm gonna keep my knee on his neck. And I just, I just don't under, I, I, I can't get it, and I, and I heard George screaming, you know, I can't breathe. He was screaming for his mother. You know what I mean? I, I'm sure you spoke to his, his mom. But what, what was the family's feeling for watching that, especially his mom? Well, his, unfortunately, his mother is deceased, and it's so sad that that week uh, was her two-year anniversary of her death. And so it was already emotional. And so he had his brothers and sisters and his children. He has two children. Two daughters, one six years old, one 22 years old, and he has six brothers and sisters who loved and adored him. And it's just been heartbreaking for them. Uh, I mean, they can't even accept it as real because they said George was like a gentle giant. He was a, a all-star athlete. He played basketball in high school. They went to the state championship. He uh, played for the University of South Florida. Um, he was just somebody who they said, you could not not love George. Everybody loved him. He would always keep everybody laughing. He was, like, so engaging. And the people in Minneapolis, everybody says that about this guy. And for them to kill him in this manner, when there is no scintilla of evidence that demonstrates that he posed a threat to these police officers. I'm demanding, Envy, for them to release the body cam video. Be transparent. We just saw the video. What? How much worse can it be? Release the video. Let us know what you were saying when you had your knee down there. And you noticed, Envy, he has his hand in his pocket. I was told... They do that to apply more pressure mm. when you push it down on the thigh. And so I just think it was deliberate what these officers were doing because for nine minutes, you can't do something coincidentally for nine minutes. And the fact that at some point when time passes and people are telling you to de-escalate and he's saying, I can't breathe, you then have intentionally intended to cause harm and pain to him. And so in the law, when you intentionally do something to cause harm or bodily harm, you may not have meant to kill him. But if he ends up dying, then your actions was a proximate cause of his death, and you can absolutely be charged for murder. And when you look at this video, if it was you or I or anybody else, no question it would be murder. Why are they treating the police like they're above the law? They need to arrest them now and charge them with murder. All right, we got more with attorney Benjamin Crump when we come back, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We still have on the line attorney Benjamin Crump. He represents the family of George Floyd. Now, Charlemagne and Yee are on vacation so, um, attorney, now, to my understanding, these officers were fired and they're still getting paid and they still have their benefits and pension? We for understand right now they haven't lost their pensions and their benefits, but they haven't clarified that point for us yet. They just said they're all terminated. They're apparently in the police union thing. There's a whole process you have to go through to lose your pension. And so we're going to keep pressing on that. Now, I was going to ask you, most people don't know that. What's the difference between manslaughter and murder? And should they be charged with murder? And can they be charged with murder? They, I believe that he could be charged with murder who kept his knee on his neck. Now, a lesser included uh, offense of murder is manslaughter. So he can 
reach for the top, but also include the lesser included, which they do on brothers all the time. Right. They go to the top, and if they don't get you on murder, they say, okay, we got manslaughter, we still got you for 15 to 20 years or whatever the case. And the biggest difference in between murder and manslaughter is the element of intent. It almost reminds you of Ahmad Aubrey because you have to have what we call malice of forethought, uh, evil intent, evil will to be convicted of first-degree murder. And so in this scenario, I just don't know how you can say he didn't have evil intent when a man is begging you, telling you, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And he says it repeatedly, and you still deliberately don't even ease up. How is that not intentional? You have made a deliberate, conscious decision that you're just going to not extend him any humanity. Now, we also see the the the, um, the officer wearing this hat that says, make whites great again. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that a true picture? I, I don't know, Envy. And so I know there are a lot of people out there who put up fake stuff like right. this. We Until we can absolutely authenticate that, uh, we're probably not going to uh, affirm that that's him. Okay. Now, also, they said that he was resisting arrest, right? And we've seen videos come from the store that looked like he was complying. It looked like they walked him over. He was complying. And I spoke to an officer today, a friend of mine, and he was like, you know, I'll be, in, I'll be honest with you, Envy. He says, once his hands are behind his back and they're in cuffs, there's nothing anybody can really do. They said, unless he's some kung fu expert and will jump up and kick me in my, in my head to kill me, he said, I'll be honest with you. There's nothing he can do. There's no way they should have that much force. So was he, from what we know, was he resisting arrest at all? Was he resisting arrest? There's nothing that demonstrates to us or anybody I have seen to say that he was resisting arrest. But what I want them to do is to release their body cam videos. I mean, if you want transparency and you want to be a bull boy, then go ahead and do the right thing. And the right thing literally to let's hear what they were saying when they were down there on his knee. Because, you know, why are we paying for the body cameras if we can't see what they recorded when there's a controversy? Why won't they release it? What, what, what's the problem with releasing? What's that saying? What, what, like, why won't they release it? And, you know, it's in every case. They always say it's an ongoing investigation. And when they say that, what that tells me, they just trying to figure out a way to justify the unjustifiable. Nothing now, else. Now, when, when do they say, that what, are they saying when these officers will be brought up on charges? Are they saying what the next step is? Because they were fired and they fired them fast, but now these officers haven't been charged yet. They're still walking around. What's next? Day four, they haven't been charged, and we got to continue to demand immediate arrest because the district attorney, it shouldn't take that long to establish that there's probable cause in this video to arrest them. Because every... People in our community, they have far less probable cause than a video. Right. They can justify arresting us every day and twice on Friday. Right. But with police, the rules change, and they say, oh, we got to just investigate. We got to make sure we have all the evidence. But you got a video, man. Now, people are, people are upset. People are tired. People are feeling like the only way to change this is by civil unrest. People are tired of, of peacefully protesting because they feel like that does nothing because they continue to kill us. You know, we've seen it. You know, you were just up here two weeks ago. You know, he was doing what my kids do, running around the neighborhood. You know, somebody thought he was stealing somebody and took the law to their own hands and killed him. We've seen it with Eric Garner. We've seen it with so many individuals. This, you know, George, what, what was he doing? Even, even if he had a fake bill. You know how many times I'm a DJ, people paid me with a fake bill? That doesn't mean I, I created it. That doesn't mean I bought it. That means I got it. Somebody got me. To the point where you arrest me and you put your knee on my neck for nine minutes, people are pissed off. And, 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 and part of my friends, people are like, that. Like, enough is enough. Like, when do we draw the line? Well, you know, I, I will say you, you referenced Ahmaud Aubrey, and because the people were outraged and they turned that outrage to a public outcry, I do believe that's why the wheels of justice started going more expeditiously. And so we got the prosecutor to charge 
the father-son murderous duo, and they charged the uh, third person, uh, Robbie, who was doing the video. But that's the people using their uh, voice in a collective, unified manner. And I think with Breonna Taylor in Louisville, he had a similar incident where they have now uh, made the police chief resign over that botched no-knock warrant where that innocent black woman was killed in her own apartment. And now I believe they're going to be charged because the people are raising their voice. We have to uh, strike a match versus cursing the dark because we can make things happen. We don't know our strength and our power. Minnesota, as long as we keep protesting, and and I don't know if you got to go start uh, looting or destroying stuff, but just protesting, disturbing the peace every day, every night, that DA, that mayor going to say, we want to restore some kind of calm to our city. All they want us to do is do what we would do in any other case. And so I believe they're going to charge them, but they just are trying, if they can get out of it, not charge them. That's why we got to stay on them, Envy, because I'm cautiously optimistic based on what I see in the Arbery case, what I see in Botham Jones case, what I saw in Corey Jones case, where these police officers are getting convicted and they're sending them away. But it has to be us, we the people, collectively not letting our foot off their neck. All right, we got more with attorney Benjamin Crump when we come back, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're still speaking with attorney Benjamin Crump. He represents the family of George Floyd, the individual that was murdered by Minneapolis police. So, attorney, now, for people out there listening that, that are not in Minneapolis and that want to help, how can we help? You know, what should we do? What do we need to do to make sure we stand together and continue to apply pressure and to really, really help? But I love what uh, Chance the Rapper did in Chicago, and people with a voice can use their voice to start having rallies and protests because that gets to Minnesota. Right. Uh, and I know Ludacris and his wife went on social media and started using their voice to get other people, people who are not black people, but saying, where are you white? good people. Why are you all silent? And the other thing we can do most importantly is keep emailing and calling the district attorney, Mike Freeman, who ultimately is going to make the decision whether to charge. His phone number is 612-348-5550. And we got to... Give it to him one more time. Okay. 612-ENVY-348- 5550 and demand justice for George Floyd. And we do have, I believe, an ace in the hole. Um, the Minnesota Attorney General is a good brother named Keith Ellison. He was a former U.S. congressman. Uh, a lot of controversy because they said he supported uh, this brothers too much was the controversy. Uh, but he is a person who has a track record of fighting for our community and uplifting the culture. So if that local DA has a conflict of interest somehow, then Keith Ellis, this African-American attorney general, would get to prosecute this case. And so like in uh, Ahmaud Aubrey, we got the sister prosecuting the case. Then we could have the brother in Minnesota prosecuting the case. And I want to believe, Amber, like you're a father and you're a father of uh, uh, children of color, I want to believe parents who have these positions that have children of color are going to have life experiences that are in common with us. And so they would know how to represent the life of George Floyd, represent the life of Ahmaud Aubrey, better than some of our white brothers and sisters who have a fish-out-of-water experience when it comes to trying to de- the honor and the dignity of black people when they're killed versus when they're prosecuting us, they can always assassinate our character and say we deserve right. to be locked up and throw away the key. So that's why I'm cautiously optimistic. Keep our voices up. Uh, justice for Floyd. Everybody called him Big Floyd in his family. Right. And then my last question is, you know, I'm looking up the cops and I'm doing my, you know, my, my homework on these cops and I'm realizing that a couple of them had cases before. I mean, one guy even sued and won some money, and they 
you had cases where it's similar. Like, it seems like they were racist cops due to their past history. I don't know how true it is, but looking at their history, it seems like they've been in this rodeo before. Absolutely, and it looked like they have a history of alleged allegations of excessive force. Correct. Uh, they probably didn't have... To minorities, to black people. Yeah, to minorities. And so we didn't have evidence uh, on video of those cases, apparently. But on this one here, nobody can look at that video and say that the amount of force they used was not excessive. And excessive, that led to lethal force. I mean, they're going to try to say... And this is why we have to have an independent uh, medical examiner come and do a, uh, our autopsy after they finish with them. Because they're already trying to say, Envy, what we saw in that video didn't kill them. Nine minutes on that man's neck? Yeah. Nine minutes on that man's neck. Well, he wasn't fighting back. He was saying, I can't breathe. He was, he was screaming for his mother. He was saying his stomach hurt. Please let me up. I'm not resisting. Nine minutes. And they say that wasn't the So what was the reason that they say he died? Uh, they haven't revealed that yet. They try to say he had a medical condition. But, you know, I, I, I'm absolutely certain when our medical examiner look at it independently with no bias, he's not an employee of the city of Minneapolis. He's not buddy-buddy with the police. He's going to tell the truth and the unadulterated truth. And once that comes out, I think, everybody would be able to use their common sense and say, I don't have to have no medical degree to know that what you did was a proximate cause to his death because the law doesn't say it has to be the only cause for the death. It says just a proximate cause for the death. It, it contributed to your succession of life. Mm -hmm. And you know what? You know, it's, I knew that too. And you know how I knew that? I mean, they didn't say he died at the scene. They said... He died later on at the hospital. So it felt like they were setting something up. Like they, It felt like they were setting up to save their ass. Yep. Yep. Well, Attorney Benjamin Crump, I appreciate you for checking in. And you know, anytime you're on the front lines, you need us. If we can't be there, we are here as much as possible. You use us as much as you need to. And we are grateful and thankful for, for you being there for us anytime we need you, man. We really appreciate you, brother. Hey, God bless you, Henry. Thanks for using your voice for the people, man. God bless you, and God bless your family as well. And tell this Floyd family, you know, we're praying for them and condolences. I certainly will. They're big fans of the Breakfast Club, man. Tell them I said thank you so much, brother. Okay. All right. Thank you for checking in, bro. Okay. All right. Now, when we come back, Stephen Jackson will be joining us. Stephen Jackson, of course, ex-NBA player, uh, one of George Floyd's closest friends. We're going to talk to him when we come back. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line right now, Stephen Jackson. Welcome, sir. Oh, my brother, good to see you. Good to see you too, man. I've seen you on so many different occasions, man, and I just want to say thank you for checking in. And I know it's a hard time right now. And for, for people that don't know, George Floyd, who was killed a couple of days ago, was a personal friend of yours. So just tell people, you know, how you knew George and and what type of person he was for the people that don't know? Uh, well, you know, Amy, when, when you come from the upbringings and the surroundings we come from, the difference between a lot of you and your friends is the opportunities we get. Mm -hmm. uh, Floyd was just as talented out as I was. He just didn't have the opportunities I got. He was better. He was a double. Uh, he played two sports, football and basketball. And we met, Floyd is like five years older than me. We met in my 10th, 11th grade year in high school. And I was really in the streets, and Floyd was really in the streets, and that's, and that's how we met. Uh, my friend Tello to us told me, man, Jack, I got, I'm bringing my homeboy over here, and y'all look just like y'all. might have the same daddy. I'm like, hell nah, man. And when we saw each other, man, who is your daddy? Who your daddy? You know, that's the kind of, that's the kind of conversation we had, and we hit it off um, to the point where when he got locked up, I took care of his mom's rent a couple times. He's probably the only person you know, being successful, you've got a lot of people that call you for, for things and knowing they don't need it and just abusing your kindness. He's probably one of the very few people in my life, and this is why I hurt me so much, that genuinely supported me. When right. he called me, it was for something that he really needed. It wasn't for no shoes. It wasn't for no going out. It was for something he really needed to better his life. And, and when you have people like that in your life, you want to hold on to them, and that was one of them people. That's what, that's what I'm going to miss most about. Now, what was your favorite memory of George Floyd, you know? 
And the reason I ask this is because it's so, media can paint whatever picture that you really forget that this was a father, that this was a friend, that this was a worker, that that he was a good person. And I'm like, I, I hate the way sometimes media does things. So what was your, your favorite memory of George? Just how even when he did have to when he did have to when he fell off to he always wanted to be this same person. He wanted to be the protector and provider for everybody, you know, and that was just him. When you're from our neighborhoods, okay, I'm going to give you a perfect example. Mm -hmm. Neighborhoods, all kind of neighborhoods, you have four or five neighborhoods and they all get beefing. But you always have one guy that can go to all the neighborhoods and everybody rock with him. Floyd was that guy. He, he hung with the robbers and jackers, and nobody couldn't stand him. You know what I'm saying? But Floyd was not involved in that life, so he everybody embraced him all around the city. And that's why the city in Houston isn't so upraised right now, because Floyd, is the, he didn't deserve to go out like that. He was in Minnesota changing his life. He went out there to drive trucks to the point where I was just telling you, he could have called me for money saying he needed this. He called me for clothes. He didn't ask for no money. He, called, he asked for clothes. You know, and, and like he was better in his life, and it, it hates to, to get to the point where he turned in that curve to be better, and this happened. You know, I, I just spoke to uh, Attorney Benjamin Crump, and he was telling me, he was like, you know, they said that the police were called because it was a, a allegedly a, a, a fake $10 bill. And you look at the video and you say, all of that for a $10 bill? What, what was going through your mind when, when, when you seen, seen that? Because as a father, I'm sitting there and, you know, my heart is hurting. And I'm like, I can't believe it. And it's almost like you want to be there because you want to just push that cop off him and be like, oh. It made me angry, dog. It makes me angry, bro. It makes me angry, dog, because I know how I move. And I show everybody love, man. I, and I just can't, it just hurt that people have that much hate, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get emotional when I see a homeless man on the street that I can't help. That's the type of feelings I have for people. You know what I'm saying? So when I when I see somebody just be so cruel, man, and it's to the point now, and we feel like we helpless. We can't do nothing about it. So it's you get so mad, bro. And I work so hard. I work so hard, bro, to get that cloud over me with people calling me a thug and all that. Shit. I, I worked hard to get that off me. And as angry as I am, and the thoughts I have. I want to do something crazy, but I'm not because I can't jeopardize everything. But at the same time, I'm going to use my voice. I'm going to stand up as much as I can. I'm going to show up as much as I can. I don't care what's going on because there's three things that I want to happen. I want my brother's name to stand the way it should be. A lot of times when police do this, they demean your character. They dig up stuff because they really don't know you to overshadow what has happened. I'm not letting that happen. Two, he has two beautiful daughters. They daddy not here to provide for them. They got to they gotta take care of those babies. And I know every, I'm, 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 I didn't make the NBA All-Star teams. I'm not in the top 50, but I'm first team all common sense. And I know we're not going to get the death penalty, but I'm going for it. Because the only way that they can stop killing us and is if they see one of their own sitting in that chair and fry for something he did and knowing that could be them. We had to see it. The world had to see it. My brother died. They need the world need to see one of them die. That's the only way we're going to get justice. And that was going to ask you, like, what, what's justice for you? So justice is charged for murder. And an electric chair. Yes. And 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 I can't say this because it, I'd rather the kids get taken care of and they don't get the electric chair and they just get murdered. They get, get murdered. I, they have to take care of them kids. Their father's not here. And to be honest, the, old, the oldest Gigi, the six-year-old, she don't even know yet. I just got off the phone with her mama. She haven't even told her yet. Damn. This is the type of stuff that they got to go through. And, and you know what hurt me even more, brother? When, you know, I spoke to Benjamin and Crump and I was like, you know, in the video, which was hard to watch. I mean, my, my wife, when I say had pains and cramps, because all she could imagine was our kids, our son, our daughter, me. And I heard him screaming, Mama, right? And I was like, you know, how did his mama take it? And he was like, his mama's not here. His mom died. That's why he was calling them. That's why he was calling them. Mm. That's why he was calling. He was calling his kids. I, I, I know my brother. He's not going to make no cry out like that. If he's really not in pain, if he's really not scared, right? He's not no scared individual. So for him to cry like that, my my boy was really terrified, man. He was really terrified, and I, and I hate the world seeing him like that. But it's one of those things where I, I get it, and I'm sitting there. So how how is his family taking it? How is his his, his girl, his, his his brothers and his sisters? How have you spoke to them? What how are they dealing with it? And, and what are they feeling right now at this time? 
honestly, Envy, I, you know, our relationship, I didn't even know his sisters. Mm-hmm. I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew his daughter's mother. I was real, I know her, you know, and that, and, and some, and a lot of the homies that's around. Um, and I've been talking to them, you know what I mean? I, I, I didn't really have no relationship with his sisters. I had a great relationship with his mama, you know, because I came through for, I came through for him sometimes, but rest in peace. But I, I know it's tough. I know it's tough, but I, at, at this point, I'm just worried about them babies. I ain't really worried about nobody else but them babies. All right, we got more with Steven Jackson when we come back, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with ex-NBA player Steven Jackson. He was uh, one of George Floyd's closest friends. Now, Steven, I was talking to Benjamin Crump earlier. He represents the family, of course. And I was telling him that people feel like the only way to make a change so that the police look at us differently is for civil unrest. Not to riot, not to burn down our communities, but more civil unrest. Because looking at that cop and his eyes, as people were telling him that he was killing George Floyd and that he, his nose was bleeding and he was just lifeless, and it felt like that, it, it turned him on. It, it, it like gave him a heart on where it just, it, it's like he enjoyed it. Just looking at his face, he enjoyed it. Hand in his pocket. Hand in his pocket. And they said the reason his hand was probably in his pocket because he could put more pressure on his thigh. More pressure on his thigh. And I'm sitting here like, that can't be life for us, man. Like, that can't be life for these young black individuals out there. I can't even say young black because he was our age. Like, that can't be life for us. Because, and, and like I told Attorney Benjamin Crump, you know how many fake bills I had? I don't produce bills. I get paid. Somebody gives me a change. I don't check a $10 bill. I don't check a $20 bill. That, that, that shouldn't be a citation. This happened to a lot of people. And then you say he's resisting arrest, so we had to put him down? The videos I seen, I didn't see any resistance. You know, that's why I asked, you know, what type of person he was, and I'm, I'm looking at your Instagram, and I'm looking at him, and people talk about him, and they said he was a gentle giant, a good dude, changing his life. He went there for work. So it's like, from what I'm seeing and what they're telling me, it doesn't match. Envy, Envy, we know he wasn't that. You know, I've always been real with you, Envy, every time. He wasn't that. I know, I know, boy, I know guys like that. He wasn't that. What they gonna try to pay him out to be? He wasn't that. He might have a background of going to jail, but who don't? I do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can't judge somebody out there. You go there to be rehabilitated, rehabilitated, he'll rehabilitate himself. But they not. I'm not gonna let them do that, bro. Then that's exactly what they gonna try to do. But that was not. That's not him. That's not him. And the video shows who he is. Absolutely, well, Stephen. You know, whatever you need from us, we are here. You know, people who can't be on those front lines. You know. We're stuck because we want to know what to do. You know, we're in a situation where we're like, well, how can we help? What do we need to do? How can we be your support system? How can we be the family support system? Because I want to make sure that don't happen to my son, my family, my cousins, you, me, or anybody else like that. Just the look at that that cop's face was just like, I don't give a f-. And then to see, I, I don't, and I don't even know if this is real. When I see the hat and the hat said, make whites great again, I don't know if that hat is real or that picture, but it just sums up who that person was. And did you hear about the, the cops' history, all the stuff that they've been through before? Yes, yes. And and why and why is this? Why why is it when it, when when they're up and the things they do? All you gotta do is look at it, and it's, it's, it's common sense. But they scrutinize things that we do, and it's not even close. Their stuff is right there in black and white. It's come. All you have to do is see it and look at this, the wrong that they're doing. But they have to trump up some wrong to make us look bad. This is the world we living in. This is the world we living in. And this is the, the world we living in is you have a great athlete, one of the best athletes of all time, that's not guilty for a crime. He dies, and the first thing you bring up is something he's never been guilty for. This is the world we living in. Excuse me, but this is the world we living in, bro. Yeah. You know, and, and as a father, you know, I got five. What do you, what do you tell your daughter? You know, what, what do you tell your, 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 your youngin who goes out there in the world who, who thinks life is just free, you know? Because I showed my son the video. My son is 16 because I, I wanted him to see what goes on out there. That It ain't all peaches and cream, you know? You didn't grow up in Queens like I did. And, and just know that this ain't peaches and cream. Like, there are police out there that don't give a f- about you and think you're less than them because you're black. You know, what do you tell your, your, your young queen? 
You know what's funny? It's funny you asked that. When I found out, how I found out, my girl's from Minnesota. And her mom, we talk about this type of stuff all the time. Like I tell you, I get emotional when I see a homeless person. So we talk about this, the stuff police been doing for a while. So she showed me the video, and it was early in the morning. I was sleeping on the couch with my daughter, and I just look at it. And then I look at my other messages, and people are like, man, you see what happened to your twin in Minnesota? And that's when I correlated the message from her. And I, I, I jumped up, and I screamed, and I started punching stuff. So my daughter, my daughter, my six-year-old daughter don't live with me. Her mom was supposed to come pick her up. My daughter was supposed to leave, and as she was leaving, she told her mom, she said, my mom, I'm going to stay. I think my daddy needs me. Mm. I, I didn't have to tell her nothing. She knew the pain I was in, and she knew why, because she heard me talking about it. I think she get it. I think my pain and my tears and her, her, her first time hearing me scream out like that, I think it did it. I don't think I need to tell her nothing. And by her knowing that she need to be here with me, I think that was the that was the that 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 resonated to her. That's all she needed to know that daddy was in pain and I needed you here. Yeah, that's all. She, that, that's the only. I didn't have to say nothing to him. You know, and and when you say God does things sometimes in mysterious ways, I think God made that happen to make sure you wouldn't do nothing crazy. Yeah, because I, I, I was balling, baby. I was balling. I was balling, and having her here, having my girl here, my support system here. I needed that, bro, because I was I was angry, bro. And I know me, and it woke up something. It woke up a side of me that I haven't had in me since a teenager. I was ready to dumb out. I was ready to dumb out. And I thank God for them because I worked too hard to, to get to where I'm at, Envy. But I will use my name and my platform and speaking up for my brother. I'm, I'm never going to stop that. Absolutely, man. And I will, too. And, you know, the Breakfast Club always supports you. You know, whatever you need from us through this whole ordeal, we are here. Whenever you want to call, whenever you want to talk, anything, anytime something happens, brother, pick up the phone and call us, man. Use us for what we are here for, man. And we appreciate you for checking in, brother. And I appreciate you. I was showing love, bro. Thank you, brother. Steven Jackson, man. It's the Breakfast Club, man. Appreciate you again, bro. Love, bro. When we come back, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Uh, what's on your mind? Let, let's talk. We, we just heard from attorney Benjamin Crump. We just heard from Steven Jackson, one of George Floyd's closest friends. We'd love to hear from you, 800-585-1051. And also, shout to 1025 in Minneapolis. We're on in Minneapolis. We'd love to hear from you guys, too. You guys are right there. You're on the front lines. Want to hear from everybody today, all right? It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to Angela Yee and Charlemagne. They are on vacation but I, I just wanted to take some phone calls, open up the lines. I'm home. I'm here. Hello, who's this? It's Ryan Michael Jr. What's Good up, morning. brother? You, Good morning. Where you calling from? San Antonio. Talk to me. How you feeling out there, bro? You know, I'm feeling all right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, this year it does bother me, you know, because George didn't, George Floyd, Floyd didn't, he didn't do nothing that, that deserved that. And I appreciate you opening up the lines for this because we need to talk about this and we... We need to, just like the Ku Klux Klan, get the officers on their side to walk through and and they uh, close off roads and all. We need to do the same when we protest. Yeah, I mean, it's of course he didn't deserve that, man. And and it's nah. and just watching it, man. That 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 officer's face on his when, yeah. when he was putting his knee in his neck, I'll never forget that face and just the, the look like, yeah, I'm doing this and what. And and I yeah, and I really and I hope I hope they fry him. I hope right. he gets a death penalty, man. He, I hope they fry him. Yeah, Envy, you see the way he was moving his legs? He was moving his legs like he was digging his knee. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the brother died, George Floyd, right there in front of everybody. I, I mean, I, I know they can't and I know they won't, but I, I think he should get the death penalty just like that. But thank you for calling, brother. Hello, who's this? What's going on? It's Shelly from H-Town. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Shelly, good morning. What's going on? Good morning. Um, I was calling because I wanted to know uh, where could we go to find information on how to, uh, I mean, where to rally up or protest peacefully, you know, none of that foolishness. But, um, like, who are some leaders that we can look up to to organize these things? Because the common community, you know, I'm not saying that we don't have the education to or the knowledge to, but some of us want to do things and don't know how to go about those things. Yeah, you can go to until untelfreedom.com. Okay. And uh Tamika Mallory and my son and and the whole family. 
they do a lot of of the groundwork. They're out there. They're you know they travel from city to city helping and, and fighting, and you know they do everything. Whether it's organized, whether it's make sure they have lawyers, they get entertainers, artists. They are into you know policies. They do they do what we can't. And uh, again, that's untilfreedom.com. Okay, cool. Thank you so much for that. You have a good one. Hello, who's this? This is Mike. DJ Envy. Mike, good morning. Where you calling from, brother? I'm calling from Dyersburg, Tennessee. Good morning, man. What's on your mind this morning, bro? Uh, I just wanted to call in about this situation that happened with the officer. Uh, I'm uh, disappointed. And uh, first of all, I want to let you know that I'm white. And I want to apologize to the whole entire black community and population in the United States. Uh, this is a completely injustice. And, uh, and uh, I'm disappointed. And... Uh, and I just, I just don't. I want everybody to know that all white people are not this way. Yeah, I don't think people think that all white people are, are this way. I just think that at a time like this, we need to all stand together and make sure yes, that the sir. people that are racist and the police officers that are racist, we stand against them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I fully agree, and uh, I believe this guy should be charged with murder because it was plainly that the guy was subdued and and was full, fully in control and. And I, I actually think the other guy, other officer, should be charged with a, a t- uh, assisted a murder because he just stood by and watched it. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, the fact that you 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 see the this officer have his knee on George Floyd's neck, and you see him not moving. He's not moving. He's not fighting. He's screaming. He can't breathe. He has blood coming out his nose. And none of those other officers did anything. In my no. opinion, they were accessories. 800-585-1051. We're just opening up the phone lines. Just, just hearing from you guys this morning. Let's just get into a positive mix, man. I just want to play a couple songs, man. Why not, right? It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Uh, after hearing from uh, Attorney Benjamin Crump and Stephen Jackson, we're just opening up the phone lines, man, and with everything that's going on, we'd just like to hear from you. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Rock Atlanta, what's up, Envy? How you doing, brother? Rock, what's going on, brother? How you feeling, bro? Man, man, this morning is one of those mornings, man. You wake up and you just don't feel right in the world because of all the injustice that's going on to our people, man, towards our people, man. And it is just one of those things. But what I wanted to say, Envy, was, man, we need more black leaders. Like, the leaders that we had back in the day, the modern-day Michael Mexican, the modern-day Martin Luther King Julius, we need leaders like that in today's society to push another to help fight for us, man, because I think the problem was going on in the world today. There's no leaders out here to stand up to the cruelty that's being done to our people. We have all these voices, more voices now than we ever have had in the history of our existence, yet and still nobody is really standing up and going out there and creating these these, these groups, these movement of people that's going to stand up for the rights of black and brown people in our country. These folks get away with what they get away with because they know there's no leadership. We need leadership to help stop what's going on. I believe that because if this was in the era of Martin Luther King Jr. or Malcolm X, do you realize the uproar and the, the, the uniteness of the black folks? They want to stand for the stuff that's going on right now. And I think that they have been us so relaxed in society that we don't even see that we need leadership we need a leader to step up, put together to stand up for our people because this is not right. They kill us every single day. And with the lady, the healthcare worker, saving lives, they killed her for no reason. Now I'm back, man, George Floyd. Wasn't nothing. A ten out bill, a fake ten a bill. You take a man's life over a fake ten out of bill? Mm. That's not right, man. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it, there are a, a lot of leaders out there. You know, of course, you can you can say the minister. Uh, there's so many people on the front lines. Um, I mean, we can talk about Tamika Mallory. We could talk about my song. We could talk about uh, Stacey Abrams, Bernice King. There's a lot of black leaders, but you're talking about on the front lines. And, yeah, I agree with you. I, I think there should be a, a lot more young black leaders. You, you got the Black Lives Matter movement. There are a lot of people out there on the front lines, but I think we need more. I mean, there's so many things going on. You got Attorney Benjamin Crump that's out there fighting his ass off. And we appreciate everybody out there on the front lines that's continuing to fight. Hello, who's this? This Terrence, what up, man? From Detroit down here in Virginia. What up, what up, man? What up, though? What's going on, brother? 
what I was saying is so sad. I want us to just focus on convictions. If we can focus on getting some of these people decently convicted for killing our brothers and sisters. If they get, you know, a lot of times they get 10, 15 years when they officers, you know, for doing a killing, if they get convicted. Once they get jail, go to jail, that jailhouse justice is some a beautiful thing. And I'm telling you, when you go to a compound at a 60, 70% wreck yard, black people looking at you with hatred for what you did to one of their brothers or sisters, let them survive that. I hope they don't think it's sweet once they go there. And once they yeah, focus you know, on that, that'll change some of their minds. You know, I, see, I, I really believe in, like, see, I believe in the death penalty in situations like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? When, when, when you kill somebody like that that wasn't fighting back, that was telling you he can't breathe, that, you know, everybody around you was telling you that he couldn't breathe and that nose was coming, I mean, blood was coming out of his nose, and, and you continue right. to keep your knee on his neck, not for 10 seconds, not for 30 seconds, for minutes at a time, now, I, now, now he doesn't deserve to get the death penalty. He doesn't deserve for the world to see him lose his life. Like we seen that father lose his life. Like we shouldn't see that. Your kids see this stuff. You know, we don't do this to them. So that jailhouse justice, even if they don't give him the death penalty, that jailhouse justice is the same thing, man. The broomstick treatment and all that nonsense they go through to them guys go to prison. They get tortured for years. And yeah, but you know what, you know what, brother? He, he'll be. He'll be in in a, in, a, in, a, in a protective unit somewhere where he probably won't see anybody. There's so many different ways. But, I, I mean, I feel like he took that man's life, and there was no accident. It was no ups, and there wasn't no, it was a mistake. He took that man's life. I have to say allegedly, right? Allegedly, until it comes out. That's my dad told me to say. But, to be honest, like, he should be charged with murder. It's my opinion. All right. 800-585-1051. When we come back, we got the People's Choice Mix. We'll take your requests. Ah, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, um, shout to Attorney Benjamin Crump for checking in and also Stephen Jackson checking in. Now, Attorney Benjamin Crump represents the family of George Floyd and... Stephen Jackson was was George Floyd's one of his closest friends, so we got a chance to chop it up with both of them this morning, just to find out who he was as a person and what happened, what happened, and and what we want, what justice we want, and what we need, and and the facts that's been coming out now. And if you missed it, you can hit up the Breakfast Club's YouTube page and see the conversation. All right. When we come back, we got the People's Choice mix, so you can get your request in right now. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, shout out to Angela Yee and Charlemagne. They are on vacation right now. I uh, just wanted to open up the phone lines and talk to you guys and 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 really just just let you guys vent, man. Talk to uh, attorney uh, Benjamin Crump this morning. Also spoke with Stephen Jackson. And I just want to close the show out with justice for George. That's it. That's where I'm at today. Just justice for George. Shout out to Tamika Mallory. She posted this. Talk is cheap. Leaders lead. If you truly stand with the people, come and stand with the people. And I hope we all stand with George Floyd. Breakfast club, bitches. We all finished or y'all done? 